0: I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you're just starting out and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am so excited to share my special guest with you today. I have Mark Barnes here who runs the MFR directory and has so many awesome juicy things to share with you today about what the future of the directory looks like. So let's get into it. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And Would you just kind of introduce yourself? Tell us who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. And thank you very much for having me. Yeah. So, you know, everybody knows me as Mark Barnes. I'm the son of John Barnes. You know, I don't know where to start. I do a whole bunch of things. But, uh, you know, ultimately, I'm a therapist, right? I'm a physical therapist by training. I got my DPT a while ago when I was really new. But I've been in practice for 30 years, I think, this year. I used to own and operate outpatient orthopedic PT clinics that had obviously a very heavy MFR focus. And along the way, we can get into this too. I started a software company, a telehealth software company, and that is called Orbit today. It's Orbit Telehealth. And along the way, I started the MFR directory. And another thing that people get interested in, which I will plug over and over again, if interested, is the equine course. Uh, people ask a lot about Tamara. She is awesome. And so she teaches that class. So we have some new updates coming this year with that too. So yeah, the directory is top of mind for sure. And we can talk about that today, what's coming down the road uh, in the near future.
0: All right, perfect. We have so much to cover today. So hopefully we cover it all. I had a couple of questions from people in my coaching group that were wondering if you were still treating patients. It sounds like you are. Can you tell us a little bit about what your practice is like?
1: Yeah, when I had multiple practices, I was still the biggest performer in terms of just the draw to the clinics. And a big part of that was our clinics saw 86% of our clinics' patients were something related to back, neck, back, upper back, spine. And it really evolved because that was a big interest of mine. Also, because I had a spine injury, I had surgery, I recovered. The methods by which I got myself back on my feet and all the different disciplines that I draw from you know, really focused on that. So today I narrowed when I started the software company, I could only do so much, but I still love treating patients. And so I had created a uh, practice called Backlab and you can go to backlab.com. It is a specialty clinic for back pain, all things back pain. We see other things, of course, you know, um, shoulders, hips, knees, all that stuff. But it really does focus on spine care and of course myofascial release, movement, exercise, somatics, that type of thing. So I do see patients, I see, you know, anywhere from six to eight patients a week. And I just love it. I, you know, I do not want to give up or not have that connection in creating and helping and facilitating change with patients. I love, it. I love watching them go from, hey, this is my problem. Uh, to, you know, a few weeks later, you know, big hugs and kisses and thank yous and things like that, because, you know, it's just so rewarding.
0: Yeah. I mean, it never gets old. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: I just, and, you know, for cash practice, I know, you know, you're, you're the superstar and teaching people about that. Gosh, when you do great work and you do what my dad has taught us, right? It works people love it. It's treating the inherent human inside, right? Mm -hmm. Our job, I think, is to facilitate change and our inherent ability to heal through our hands and touch and energy and that type of thing. So it's, again, very rewarding to be able to to do that and help you. That's
0: awesome. What got you interested in the equine aspect of myofascial release? Was this something like you and your dad came up with or where did that come from? Yeah, I told
1: this story the other day. It was really my dad. My dad had a friend named Bruce, and he had trotters. And those are the horses that pull the whole carriage behind them. They're standard bred horses. And he bought all of his horses based on astrology. And he had bought a horse, I think around the same birth date as my dad or me, in that <laughs> Aquarian time frame. And this horse, based on astrology, was supposed to be the, the horse of all time, <laughs> but the horse was dead lame. So he called my dad and basically begged my dad to come up and treat this horse with, you do this thing. I know it's called myofascial because my dad advertised in his magazines. Could you come up and do that thing with the horse? And my dad, I think, reluctantly said Yes. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough that I was visiting at the time, and so I went with my dad early, early in the morning. I think it was in New Jersey to go visit Bruce, this horse, his whole team at this track. Do you want me telling the
0: whole story or? Not? Yeah, I mean, however you want, it's fine. Oh, okay, yeah. So
1: <laughs> I'll make it short. So we went out. My dad checking out the horse, and I found it interesting right away that my dad just started applying all the. Visual ana- analytics, you know what's the horse? Where's the pelvis? where is it where's gravity pulling the horse? Where's it shifted? He did all of that and it was interesting, you know because I thought oh well, he could do this to horses, right do it to people and then he put his hands on the horse and got really quiet and then he started feeling around and obviously felt some restrictions and put pressure in the horse was really antsy in the beginning. But after a while, just started to calm and calm and calm. And my dad started treating the horse. And the horse's name was Luke Skywalker, by the way. Oh, I love it. I love it. Ladies or the, I don't know. And I watched my dad treat this horse. He had me treat the horse. I had kind of an interesting out-of-body experience with my part of treating the horse. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that later if you want. Which was, but I will say that that was so impactful because one, I watched my dad take all of the principles and apply it to this horse, this huge creature. And two, I had my own experience with the horse that was very profound. So we treated the horse and we, then we watched it run again. We had watched it before. And when you ran, watched him run, me and my dad having very little experience with equine at that point, it was obvious that there was something wrong. Yeah. We watched them run again. And the horse, everyone, the the handlers, Bruce was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. They were using words I didn't know. Um, and <laughs> it was big change. That's so cool. That horse became the winningest trotter in trotter history for Bruce. And my dad went up, I think, a number of times and treated the horse and. Uh, It was pretty rewarding for everyone, especially Bruce, I'm sure. Yeah. So that really, you know, got me thinking. And I also was married to an equine athlete named Shannon. Okay. And so, you know, I got interested, I learned from my dad, and then I started applying what I knew with humans and developed a protocol on equine myofascial release. I taught up at CSU in a large animal clinic. And Shannon and I developed a business of Treating and training and rehabbing. And, you know, we had a great time. It was a great business. We traveled all over. Mm-hmm. We had our own horses, did very, very well in competition. And uh, Tamara came, took classes, total natural. She, well, she's an equestrian from, I mean, probably early childhood. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And then I eventually just faded out of that and uh, Tamara took over and she's just been doing, I mean, so well. People love it. Great instructor. growing business. So yeah, that's the equine kind of evolution.
0: That's so interesting. Okay. I did not know that full story. So I think it's fun for me to hear the background of that. I've heard your dad kind of talk about Bruce and that. That interaction, but this just gives a lot more details of what it was actually like. And also, how cool it is that you both were willing to go and see this animal without having to have all this background information. Because I think this is something that MFR therapists deal with a lot It's like, oh, I haven't seen peds before, so I'm very apprehensive, you know, or I haven't worked in geriatrics, so I'm very apprehensive, versus like just being curious of, oh, well, maybe we, how can we help this being? Get better. You know, you're not guaranteeing that you're going to make any difference at all, but it's like just being curious and the willingness to show up and just apply the skills that you have. That's all you had to do. And then it turned into all of this other stuff, all this life opportunity that you got to go through. So that's really cool. So for people listening, do the thing, say yes, go, go, be curious. You never know what it will lead to. It doesn't have to lead to this fantastic thing either, but just don't sell yourself short on the opportunities that are right there in front of you.
1: Yeah, I think part of the conversation that I was having the other day with someone turned into being vulnerable, right? Not knowing that those things are hard, right? Yeah. And difficult, cool, but it takes just that little bit of nudge and that little bit of strength to do something that is a little bit out of your comfort zone. And if you just start small, like this, hey, I'm just going to put my hands here. What do I feel and go inward, right? we're always so, you know, just driven by this. Oh, I don't know. And I don't have all this and that. But ultimately with myofascial work, we know, we know how to touch, we know how to feel, we know our intuition. Yep. if you just start really simple like that, you know, I've treated my dad, right? Mm -hmm. Talk about intimidating, right? Yeah. I'm always waiting for whatever I do get put my hands on him. I'm always waiting for him to what are you doing boy? No, um, but uh, no, it's, you know, it's the same thing. You know, if you just put your hands on someone with very good intentions and let the body do the rest, um, yeah. you know, things will follow for sure.
0: Right. It always goes back to that. So speaking of treating your dad or just MFR in general, when is your first memory of being introduced to myofascial release? Or is there any separation of you before MFR, MFR before you, like what was growing up with that? Like
1: Well, let's think about the timeline. My brother and I, Brian, both, and more so Brian, uh, but I did too, worked in my dad's clinics or we would spend the weekend with him and go with him to work. Mm -hmm. And, And we were exposed to kind of what he was doing, how he was doing it. And we also got treated consistently. So we had the experience of being treated and having my dad's hands on us very, very early on. And we also got to kind of watch him do his craft and the trade and even the business stuff too. So that's another thing that I would talk to you about either today or you know in the future, we can do a, another one. But we did get a chance to do that. And I do remember pivotal parts of his career. And, you know, the ones that he talks about, I, I remember the Neuroprobe, that device that helped his knee, the acupuncture points. I remember that device that he had. I remember him doing more hands-on things with people and us. Mm-hmm. I remember his uh, first course, too. It was local. Uh, he tells the story of his first course about to start with the tray of slides
0: Yes, and they fell on the ground. Oh, yeah, it went everywhere.
1: So he had to like reorganize and just learn and talk about what he was talking about from inside, not from what slide came first, second, and third. So I remember all those. And I would say that this would be the 70s. And, you know, I was a kid, very young teenager.
0: So cool. So when I started doing MFR, I had a one-year-old a four-year-old and I think a six-year-old, some sort of spread like that. And so my kids have always had MFR and they always, they still ask to be treated usually like at a really inconvenient time, like while I've, after I've already gone to bed or you know, right, as I'm leaving or whatever. But I, I love knowing that they know at the end of the day that they can always ask me for treatment and get it. And they know that that's what actually makes them better. It's just a different experience than just typical kids that don't grow up with MFR parents, I think. So yeah. special. And that idea, I remember watching my son, I'd put him on those blue, the blue wedges, and he would instantly unwind just from being on those when he was really little. That's like one of my favorite memories of him is just watching his legs unwind. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, my dad talks about this, and he and I have talked about it too, was a lot of our connection and connection that are with parents that treat kids it's probably more rare, right? Mm-hmm. To have that connection of of healing and hands on, right, from a parent, right, instead of just the normal parent kiddo interaction. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think if if another thing too is in relationships with my girlfriend Paloma, we have a treatment table here. I started treating her. My dad treated her, but we treat each other now. Mm-hmm. So he's learned just from me treating her and my dad treating her and so how to treat each other. So we do that as well.
0: That's really, really cool. Yes. And my husband too had a spine injury, herniated discs, wrong site surgery, disc replacement surgery, all kinds of stuff. He's a physician. So he was very he wanted to be very traditional in his mm-hmm. healing process. But he came with me to Sedona for. I can't, I think I was there for quantum leap and it was our 10 year wedding anniversary. And I was like, I want you to go to therapy on the rocks and get treated. He came there using a walker and a cane. He had three treatments and he climbed cathedral rock. So that's amazing. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really touched my life. I mean, I, I tell that story and sometimes I can't get through it without sobbing, but it's yeah, it's a big deal to have the hope restored just from knowing that you have resources out there that can help you, like when the person is ready, because sometimes people are resistant, but it's amazing. And then also just that connection, he's gone to healing seminar, I think two or three times with me, and just going through that experience and being a witness of like, what is possible for you, if you are willing to let go, if you can see things from a different channel perspective, it's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. Let's say that like just the the training that we all come into the courses or treatment with, you know, there are physicians, there's surgeons, there's dentists, there's also, you know, all sorts of walks of profession that come in. And, you know, once you start having those experiences, it's again experiential, right? It it really tears down that channel five business, right? So having an experience that is meaningful. So I, I just think that the work speaks for itself all the time. And, you know, we all, we all have a list of kind of uh, success stories because, you know, that's, that's what keeps us, that's what kept me coming back into wanting to touch patients again.
0: Yeah. It's just such a unique experience and it, it just never, it never gets old ever. (laughs) There's always something new. Okay. Why don't we talk a little bit about, let's talk about the directory. How did you come up with that idea, first of all? Let's talk about the history of the directory, and then we'll kind of swerve into what's happening now.
1: Okay, sure. The directory came about in a time in my life where, and in a time where online technology was very nascent. I was fortunate that where my clinic was down below was a software company, and I had become friendly with the owner. His name was Walter, and he and I would run from the clinic. It must have been, a, you know, all things usually start with JFB. I was probably talking to my I dad. I love it. And God, I'm trying to dig deep into how the idea came about. It must be that we were getting phone calls, people looking for MFR therapists mm-hmm. and wanting to know, oh, you know, Iowa, New Jersey, whatever. And it just dawned on me that there should be a central place where people can go into, I mean, I think my Mac at the time had a green screen on it. We were using DOS, like it was really. So the, the directory is 20-some years old. It's had two iterations so far and about to have a third. So, yeah, it was really just an attempt to aggregate and present and have a service where people can go and find the work. Mm-hmm. And it's where providers could highlight, you know, themselves as this type of therapist and really get more patient. It has really grown over the last years. And I will say with, how do I put this? I mean, it's just so organically grown. Mm-hmm. So it's 20 some years old, second iteration and, the, the math on it, the details, what we're doing for the providers is just crazy numbers. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of preface it with the context that the search for myofascial release and the word of mouth hey, my sister said that she suffered from headaches, couple treatments, I need to get myofascial release. You know, where do I go to do that? That dialogue is happening more and more and more. We see when we do a search online about eighty thousand searches per month just on myofascial release, and when you now combine with all the SEO stuff that we've been looking at, John Barnes, JFB, myofascial release, MFR, all these different combinations, it's a, it's a crazy number. We had in twenty twenty two a million unique visitors to the site.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. So cool. Well, and I am a huge proponent of getting on the directory. It increases your SEO one. Two, I do believe there's this professional aspect to, and I'm not like a big person proponent of like, you have to be professional or whatever. I'm like, you be you. But (laughs) when your colleagues can log in and find you on there, it gives for me logging on there and finding my colleagues there gives me more confidence in who I'm referring to. They've taken the time to list themselves on there. They're paying the money to be on there. Hopefully they are also doing MFR only or like a large percentage of practice is MFR. And so in my coaching program, that's one of the first things I say to do. It's like, if you're brand new, get on there. Do not wait to be an expert before you proclaim to be an MFR therapist. If you've had seminars, get on there so people can find you because they are looking for you. And the people that are looking for you are the clients that you want. Like they're already yep. so smart that they're, they actually know the term to look for you.
1: Yes. You know, we get that a bunch around, hey, well, I'm not quite, you know, advanced. I'm going to wait. What we found and what we're building towards is that people make decisions on who to go to in many aspects of the internet, right? Making choices and purchases and things like that. A lot more on connection and visual. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, we did this exercise recently in preparation for what we're launching. We went through every single state and we did an outreach to everybody that was on there. And if you didn't have a picture, if your picture was blurry, if you only had four lines in your bio, if there was something that was kind of just altered, you know, not as good as it could be, we did an outreach and we said, hey, just checking in, we're here to help you because we know that people are going to respond to some key word, right? i do through myofascial release. I live in this zip code, but how they present themselves in their bio, in their pictures, the pictures of the clinic, I think are more important to people and making that connection than exactly what skill level you are.
0: Yeah, Because look from the client facing side of things, clients don't know what expert means. Maybe they know what expert means, but they don't know what intermediate, advanced. they don't know what that means. And we've got some people who are, at the intermediate level that have been there for 20 years, right? they probably need one more class to bump up <laughs> whatever. So yeah, I agree. It's like present yourself in there in a, in a way where people can see your face, your link is clickable, and you are saying what it is that you do. Don't make it hard for people to figure it out because they're going to click off of it and click on to the next one that is easy.
1: One of the main things that we changed, you know... The UI, the user interface, the UX, the way that people navigate, where the features are, what the buttons really do. We've updated and upgraded all of that. It's going to look and act very much like Apple, Google, Microsoft. Amazing. Easy. So what used to take four clicks will take one. The search and filters, back to what we were just talking about, Mm -hmm. um, they're going to be able to search based on many more filters. It's a lot quicker. And so whatever you start typing, it's going to auto-search through an algorithm. Where are you? What are you interested in? What are the specialties, right? Mm -hmm. All these different types of things. So who and what is being presented is based on that user's interest and what's important to them, those types of things. So a lot more dynamic in all of that. You know, it's just a more modern way of how people search and decide, you know, who they're going to go to. That's really great. A little bit more equal footing in the directory, not just even how everybody is listed based on search, right? Yeah. Because it's just a big list.
0: So what's it going to look like? So by the time people listen to this, it'll be out. So do you want to share kind of what it will look like?
1: I would say that if you were on Gmail or Google, or any Apple products, it is clean and crisp and easy to navigate. There is a hierarchy of visual language that we're using now. Okay. So, you, for instance, you know that a certain color means call to action. You need a certain color is a highlight. There's a standardization and all the colors that people are using within their profile.
0: From a user experience, like from the therapist side of things, is it going to be easier to? upload and change your profile or edit edit all of those things all of
1: it yeah it was a huge upgrade that we did in terms of as a subscriber being able to make a quick change on something and what we'll do too is we're going to send out in about a week or so just the initial announcement with some screenshots and things like that but the reason i brought that up was really just about people have specialties and interests so again what we were talking about before we came on Mm -hmm. If you're an MFR therapist and you've been doing it for 20 years, but you also have a love for and have a Pilates studio, that's going to be, you know, highlighted, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas someone might gravitate more towards a yoga-based approach or movement or somatics or, or nothing, just, you know, they're coming for MFR. So. Yeah.
0: I love that dynamic interaction. And I think my web designer is always talking to me about Dynamic content. And if someone lands on your page and they're interested in a certain thing, you know, your page can feed back exactly what they're looking for. It kind of weeds out what they don't want and feeds them what they do want. I don't know if that necessarily works so well on my page because it's so specific, but for something like this, where someone's searching in California, they want someone that's trained in both Pilates and MFR, they want, you know, a certain zip code, maybe they want a female practitioner or a male, like it's just going to feed them that information right away. Less searching, more it's just there for you, available.
1: Yeah. You want to keep talking about the new directory or?
0: Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, just thinking on this whole MFR thing, right? The increased awareness around it. If, you know, if you have a million searches per month and people are like, oh, what's this thing? Yeah. We are very interested in and have been for, I don't know, six months developing content. So we're basically an intermediary. We're a lead gen engine. The main thing is we're going to find and deliver to providers. So you have someone that says, I want this thing called MFR, right? And on the other side of the fence, you have a provider that says, I do MFR. Yep. So then how do you connect them? But so as someone kind of comes into the fold, what are they being exposed to? They should be exposed to information and a UI that gives them confidence, credibility, gives them support and empathy right away, he treated thousands hundreds of thousands of people just like you yeah right oh and what people end up doing is they start self-identifying so when they log on in the new one they're going to be able to see oh here's an article on vagus nerve here's an article on better sleep and the fascial system here's a article on gut health and fascia right How does myofascial release affect gut health? And inflammation. So now you start connecting, like, I'm a whole person, I have gut problems, my back hurts. And now they're starting to gravitate and attach themselves to something that is making sense that they identify with. So we'll have a whole library of content that is patient facing.
0: That is so valuable because you are educating our clients for us and then serving those clients to us, the people that are on the directory. That is so valuable.
1: Yeah, and there'll be a newsletter. So for you as a provider, you as a subscriber, as a provider, you will be able to then click a button and opt in and say, "I would like all of my patients to get this monthly newsletter on video tutorials on inflammation, myofascial release, maybe better posture, breathing, stress reduction, all this stuff on a monthly basis." But what ends up happening, this is another category that we can talk about, is I also run a telehealth company, right? Mm -hmm. And in telehealth, the most important thing on the clinical side is engagement. On the other side, the business side of it is you want to be and have a tether to your patient. They're fickle. They leave. They go other places. You want to keep them under your umbrella. So if you can continually give them something of value when they're not in your clinic, It just tethers them to you. So you're top of mind when they say, oh, hey, honey, your neck hurts. Remember, I went right over here to Heather. She was awesome. Make that referral. So building a patient community is really top of mind for us. So not only just driving more patients, clients to you, but keeping them and building a community and bringing value to them.
0: That's so cool. I'm very excited very interested in what it's going to look like i cannot wait to click (laughs) on it so i'm so excited about it i've been a customer of yours i'm on the nervous side
1: because we haven't launched yet so
0: oh yeah i mean the lot launching is is a thing but the thing is is like it's got to get launched out and then you got to work out all the bugs so it's super fun (laughs) oh yeah it's It's super fun One other question someone had was, will there be an app or will there be a need for an app now that it's going to be so updated and modern? Will it just, how will it work as a website or an app? Hey, podcast listener. I want to make sure that you know and understand that you can become a founding member of my brand new 12 month coaching program right now. Get in before we even start our live coaching or get in the week we start live coaching August 1st. There's zero benefit to waiting for your business to be in the perfect situation in order for you to join. There's so much power for being in community and learning from others that are going through the same things that you're going through or one step ahead of you. Be in this group and get to work on your business right now. Create the foundations to have a six-figure myofascial release business. Do it now. Do it today. I'm so excited to be your coach go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching today and join right now. I'll see you over there. And again, live coaching begins August 1st. You get instant access to the course right after you sign up. See you later.
1: Yeah, so today websites and apps work together. We have, a. it's basically a mobile optimized web app. So when you pull up your phone, it acts and looks exactly like an app. Mm -hmm. But there's no download, there's no updates, everything happens at night when everyone's sleeping, Mm -hmm. and it's super duper fast. So for instance, on the more telehealth side of things, our technology is the latest and greatest AWS built, it's continually updated. So we have the latest and greatest digital health application that is now embedded and a part of now a website. And it's mobile optimized, which means that 76% of people do everything on their phone. Yeah. So when you pull up you know, our site on your phone, it is immediate, perfectly scrolling. Everything you do, everything you touch is all mobile optimized. Great. So the download, it's a, it's a reactive web app.
0: Okay. And will it still be MFR therapists with an S.com?
1: <laughs> You're asking really good questions. <laughs> The broader concept that will be embedded into something broader.
0: Okay. So that it'll redirect, if people are still using that address, it'll redirect to the right.
1: It'll all work exactly the same, but there is a whole new, bigger concept that we're launching with called MFR Health. So MFR Health is the new, oh, well, the new uh, Instagram.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. So I was telling Mark, I was like, I think I follow you on Instagram. And he's like, no, you don't. It's not (laughs) open yet. By the time you guys hear this, it it will be open. But yeah, so there's MFR Health on Instagram, and that will become a public channel once it goes live. Yep. And then the MFR Health
1: piece for the directory is podcasts, communication, information, newsletter, all the stuff that is outreach Mm -hmm. and information. Again, both hey, potential person that's interested and A subscriber, let's give you some things you can deliver. We can deliver for you to your your patients.
0: Awesome. Is it going to be combined with MFR seminars too? Is that business a branch of this now? Like, is it combining or is that going to be still two separate businesses?
1: Yeah. So we want to be able to be a bridge to that. That's my dad's businesses. Mm -hmm. They are obviously standalone and coming along. I mean, if you think that mfrtherapists.com is SEO, great, which it is. My dad's site is off the charts. We had these SEO guys come in a while back and look around and do their analysis, and they were blown away. So he dominates. So we will be a bridge to there with links and tiles. You and I were talking about this whole Kanban tile concept. Yep. We will have eventually call it September or so tiles that will link into seminars, books, those types of things, insight, that type of thing. Great. Because that's, people are looking for my dad. They want all of that. And so if we can kind of shorten the distance between this experience and the other one that they're having and close that out a little bit, everyone wins on that Mm -hmm. one.
0: Yeah, that's excellent. I think so helpful and to have it kind of all in one hub, you know, linking to external businesses, but in one hub where someone can land there and they can be like, oh, I have something really serious. Like I really need to get into John's clinic. I need to bypass my local therapist, come back to them after I see John, know what's going on. It's just so nice to have that opportunity or even didn't share this with you at the beginning of the podcast, but I've had people that find my business book on how to have an MFR business before they find John, read my book, go take your dad's seminars and then become MFR therapist and then get in my coaching program. It's like so weird, like how things evolve and like where people start from, but that's just starting to happen. And I just think it's the weirdest phenomenon ever. I'm like, how would my book inspire you to become a MFR therapist? But whatever it takes, I'll take it.
1: Take some credit. I mean, uh, my dad and I had the exact conversation today about people building businesses around MFR, but what you're doing is uh, Really helping them with a structured business approach. So, you have your craft, right? You have, you know, you're a skilled therapist, but how do you then build something around that craft that sustains you? Because we have mortgages, we have car payments, we have kids going to college, right? Yes. Yeah. That is so important. And I really commend you on what you're doing. I mean, that's really an important service for so many people. I mean, I would also think too, like if you're a sole proprietor, there's so much benefit, right? To have a little bit of structure around how and when you do it. Or if you're, if you have 10 clinics, there's still so many things you can do to basically drive business, be efficient and still have a life. I think that's another part of what you teach is you can be successful, you can be super busy, but you can also have a quality of life and enjoy it around your business
0: yeah like just because we're working in the healing profession we don't have to work so hard that we can't enjoy our lives just to make our make ends meet like that's one problem and then the other one is working so hard I think some people love it so much like they can't stop right and so they don't realize what they're giving up by trading it to work all the time so yeah there's an important I don't really believe in balance but there's an important awareness that has to occur so that when you're making those decisions about how much you work and how how often you're doing it you're doing it from awareness, not just from some construct that someone else taught you that you have to work super hard in order to be successful. Where does the success start? Where does the success end? You know, you can have a business where you work 12 hours a week and you could be just as successful as someone with 10 clinics, right? It's, it's your idea of what success is. It doesn't have to be a giant clinic in order to equal success.
1: I mean, that's the exact reason I, out of physical therapy school, I worked for a very nice Private practice owner. She was successful, very successful at the time in Boulder. There weren't that many clinics in Boulder. And I worked there for a little less than three months. And two categories I think, you know, one is I did some math. Mm -hmm. One, I have value. I know I can do this. I know I can do it probably better. And I know that I deserve, with all of my hard work, to kind of keep the fruit of my labor. Yeah, And I did the math and thought I could see a fourth of the patients. I was the workhorse. And I started my practice with $2,800. Love it. You know, that was 30 years ago. So I didn't care if I started with one patient or 10. And before I knew it, I was very, very busy. And Another story for another day. And I think it's probably, you know, just from what little we've talked about with your business is having knowing you have value, right? There's a yeah. lot of value. In what
0: and knowing the value of the results that you provide for your patients, I think that is so key because people tie their personal value to their rate that they charge. And that just gets real muddy real quick. <laughs> yeah. Versus like you're charging for the result that you're providing for your patient, not an hour on your table and not what you believe you're worth.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of questions for you on that one. We can talk about it later, but that's exactly it. If you look at, I went to the physical therapist and I went for like four months. They spent a whole bunch of money. They come to an MFR therapist and you see him for visits and invariably, like, I feel better now than I have in four months. Yeah, of course. How much money did we save you by not going to care that was just ineffective?
0: Right. And what's the value of you getting back to your active and healthy lifestyle and experiencing your life from there? I, f- I really feel like people think that there's, infinite value in that. And they will pay any amount of money. And sometimes it takes you losing your ability to live your life the way you want it before you really can see how much it's worth for you to ride in a car without excruciating pain, play with your kids on the floor, you know, all of those things that you just miss out on when you can't, when your body isn't working.
1: Yeah. So true. Any other questions? You said you had questions.
0: Oh, okay. Someone wants to know what your vision is for the future of MFR. And I'm not sure if they mean for you personally, like what will you be doing with it in the future or what do you see in the future for MFR?
1: Oh, that's a good question. You know, I think that when we look at all different healthcare professions that doing MFR certainly permeated into not just physical therapy and then massage and then speech and OT, you know, we have more and more RNs on the directory. Yeah. Yeah more and more dentists and, and such. I think that what my dad has started will continue to just blossom. We did a search on LinkedIn for therapists that had a part of their credentialing, myofascial release or MFR, and there was just under 400,000 on LinkedIn. Wow. Said something about their, yeah, it's it's a big deal. <laughs> I asked my dad this a bunch and his estimate, you know, is maybe a couple hundred thousand over 45 years that he's trained. It's probably, yeah, yeah it's probably more than that. You know, that's big. You know, I'm very interested in just promoting this patient's finding who getting MFR. Yeah. I think it's the best way. It, another part of it too, that's interesting is that I remember early on with my dad, He took a lot of heat from his own profession around this voodoo. They called it voodoo. Mm -hmm. Well, lo and behold, many years later, it is a, you know, a proven science, everything from electromagnetic to molecular to bio, everything, right? It's
0: all of it. Yeah.
1: It's just all of it. It, You know, it's been proven now that fascia is the tissue. It is us. It's our essence. It's, all of this stuff. The
0: largest organ in the body. Yeah. I mean it's its health determines who we
1: are. It's really crazy.
0: Does that still drive you nuts though when people call it like alternative therapy? Yeah. I don't think it's alternative. I think it's the therapy. <laughs> Everything else is an alternative to it.
1: You know, maybe the future is. It might be biased. The other stuff will be alternative. Oh, I went for physical therapy and they taught me an exercise and did ultrasound. Oh, that's alternative.
0: Yeah, it was alternative and weird and <laughs> insurance didn't even cover it. Yet. <laughs> right,
1: <exactly. laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, we have a big interest and in I say we, me and my team, and I'll say that I have a colleague, Nikki Costello, that we've been working together for many, many years now. Her interest is very much around vagus nerve, stress reduction, gut health, inflammation, breathing. And we have now combined my interests in the somatic experiencing, right? Our soma. Who are we? How are we made? What's our response to trauma? How do we then identify that and really facilitate change? My area of interest is very much the science of change. Love it mechanical change, behavioral change, Mm -hmm. physiologic change. And so we're combining all of that. We have a course that we're going to do in September in Boulder called Somatic Reboot. And it's going to be, you know, taking the fashion, right? What's it all about? And how do we exist in the world around us in this constant state of bagel, right? Uh, Polyvagal theory, right? Always fight or flight. When's the next shoe going to drop? And how does it affect us and our system? And it's a circle. We like teaching this cybernetic circle of cause and effect. And uh, we're going to teach, start a course on that. So I think that the future, back to your question of myofascial release, is an understanding and a practice that encompasses like the bigger world. It's not just the laying on of hands, but there's much more happening when we touch people it's about hydration, inflammation, your gut, your sense of fear, right? Uh, your sense of support around you. Those things are so important.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. One of the things we do in my coaching program is we really uncover like where we're afraid to do things, where we're not being ourselves. And the reasons behind that, it's usually what we think. And then when we think something, it creates a feeling in our body. And then we do or don't do things based on those feelings. And ultimately, it leads to whether or not, whatever result we get. So we spend a lot of time in our feelings, but not in our brain feeling it, right? Like feeling it in our bodies and then really becoming aware of like, oh, when I'm thinking about raising my rate, I just become shame. Basically, <laughs> I'm just a shame puddle. And so it keeps me from taking any action on that, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see people work through shame or be able to label what the feeling is in their bodies versus running from the feeling all of the time. You know, they're aware of it, but they run from it. And then they can go on and have myofascial release treatment and then like process it even more, you know, through unwinding or whatever. But it's it's really been fascinating to work with people through these processes. And I think the way you talk about what you're doing with people too, it just seems very much a similar realm, different modalities, but similar things. So.
1: Well, I mean, you can only take action and mean, you know, help create change around awareness, right? Awareness. Yeah. Comes and, you know, unwinding again, this incredible awareness that happens because you go into this state of becoming aware, right? Yeah. yeah. And since this, it's all really fascinating.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. I I love all of it. We could talk about it for hours and hours. I think what I'm going to provide for people that are listening to this is I'll be in contact with you. I'm going to get all of the links to everything Your all of your programs and everything. So we can put that in the show notes. So everybody has access to it. Is there anything else you want to say to people that are listening? Maybe people that, oh, I think we should talk about this before we wrap up actually is People who don't want to pay to be on the directory or think that like think that it's expensive. What do you want to say to people like that? Like, what are they buying when they're on the directory?
1: Yeah, okay. great question. You know, we get that. I will say that we have a very low churn rate, which means people stay on. We get a lot, a lot of testimonials around the value. You know, one year subscription pays for it more than two times over, and I think the, you know the ROI. Is outstanding. It's about 31 to 1 is what we calculated. And it just comes from the numbers that you and I were talking about earlier about the number of leads and the revenue that we drove to the subscribers. (laughs) And it just works. And so if you're skeptical, you know, I think that all you have to do is ask other subscribers. It is of high, high value. We have subscribers that that is their only marketing expense.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a lot for a lot of people. That is their only paid marketing expense.
1: It is and yeah. it's 49 a year. And I will say that the new directory will have new pricing structure and we have monthly subscription. Mm-hmm. So what I would suggest for people is, Hey, you know, in July, sign up, do a monthly subscription, cancel at any time. And if you don't see results, call, you know, Get a hold of me. I'll help mm-hmm. you. And that's another thing, too, is we've always been very willing to help people make it work for them, too. That's our goal. You know, and- you
0: want MFR therapists to be successful. Yeah. You want, like, I have the same goal. Like, I want there to be MFR therapists in every town, in every city, even if it's small, tiny towns. I'm tired of hearing people say it's hard for them to find somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ever hear that. So that's like one of my number one goals is to get MFR therapists successful and in towns everywhere that they can make, make their business work everywhere and provide a high quality of results for their clients. Not just say they're an MFR therapist, but they're an MFR therapist. They're trained by your dad. They're doing the work.
1: Yeah. I think it speaks for itself and we're here to help people. So
0: I love it. Okay. Well, I am so thankful you've been on the episode today. I have been a client of yours on the directory since 2010, probably maybe 2011. So a long time. It's 2023 now. Yeah. <laughs> and you have called me before to tell me how to improve my listing. So that's pretty good. Customers like <laughs> you called me and I think I left my body. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. why is going to call me. So maybe hey, before we leave, you know, I was just going to give a shout out to my dad. It's public knowledge. You know, there's been everything on, you know, um, insight just on how he's doing and things like that. I was, you know, was talking to someone the other day. I just have to say that, you know, he's always been an inspiration for me. He's been someone that I've tried to model and I have modeled, I guess, to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, his level of strength And what he has done with his own personal health is remarkable. He is a strong person. And I do believe that a lot of his strength is kind of innate with him. But he has an ability, and I watch him do this. I had an opportunity very recently with my girlfriend, Paloma. We got my dog in Boulder. We drove to Sedona. We had a great time, and we spent four days with my dad on his porch and just connected with him. Uh, I was telling someone the other day the energy in Sedona and the energy that we felt around us, and the energy of just being quiet. Like, so we would sit on his porch like four hours. I mean, it was hours. Yeah, we'd chat, we'd have lunch, we would read, we would just sit there all together. And being quiet and absorbing that energy and his ability to kind of harness energy from patients, energy from the people who love and support him that have him being sick, his support staff, Donna, everyone. I think it's just remarkable. And I, you know, Paloma and I left and talked about this on the drive home. Where he's come is just a testament to his strength and being genuine and being always himself. Mm.
0: He's
1: always been him. I love that. You know, if he listens to this, dad, I love you. And I have so much respect for you, uh, even more so (laughs) today to see, you know, kind of what, what you've been able to, to really work with. So yeah, really great to see.
0: Great. Thank you for the update on your dad. I think if people want to know how he is, and he is so generous in sharing updates, you know, and MFR insight and telling people that he is improving. And I mean, he's even teaching seminars again, right? And that's incredible to me to know that I get to see him again. And I've seen pictures of him. He looks, his skin looks so healthy. Like he just looks very (laughs) alive and kicking. And I mean, it's such a, I don't even know what words to use, but it's such a privilege and a pleasure to know that I've been trained by him and let alone like he's still around doing this thing, get to meet his son. And the trickle down from him making decisions to do what he does has impacted so many people's lives from them being able to get out of pain, right? But then also for the therapist that he's trained and the things that we get to experience in our lives for having those skills and putting them to work my life is completely different than it would have been if I would have never went to that my first seminar. And I've had more courage to do things outside of my comfort zone from that moment on than I ever knew was possible for me. And it's I'm very thankful, very, very thankful to be a part of this community and to know your dad.
1: Yeah, uh, it's, that's great. I mean, you used the word courage, right? It's, it takes courage to change. It takes courage to do something different that's what he did. And and that's what we're doing. And it's, that's
0: what it's, it's wonderful.
1: It's a good thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's really wonderful.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure, you know, meeting you like this. And uh, yeah, it's been a real pleasure.
0: Well, I just appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day. You're running multiple businesses, so I know how it goes. (laughs) I appreciate you being here. I'm so excited for your announcement for the new directory. And I'm like so excited for you to get to see the impact that this creates just on the world. (laughs) It's, It's a big deal. And I'll be in your corner rooting for you and telling everybody to get on the directory as always. So for everybody listening today, go get on the directory, go check out the new platform you know, tell Mark how it's going for you. Give them feedback, let them know how great it is and stay tuned for another episode. And hopefully I'll get Mark back on here to give us an update on how things are going. And maybe someday your dad will join us too.
1: (laughs) I will work on them for you. That sounds
0: perfect. All right. Until then, I'll see you all next week on another episode of the MFR coaches podcast. Bye-bye thanks for joining me today. My mission is to help every MFR therapist become a part of the movement where no MFR therapists ever underearn or burn out. Join my 12-month coaching program. You'll spend the first 90 days setting up your foundation to create your six-figure business. Then you'll go to work and uncover exactly what's holding you back from the business that you want and desire. Get support while you raise your rates, set your policies, and learn how to talk about MFR and how to sell MFR in service of your clients. Learn exactly how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you've had your business for years. This program is open to all MFR therapists who want to create what is possible when you stop playing small and start showing up in your full power as the John Barnes-trained MFR therapist you are. Put your magic to work in the world and help more people get out of pain and back to active lifestyles. I'll help you do it. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching and sign up right now.